This episode is sponsored by Nero. Do you ever constantly feel like you're falling behind and can never catch up and the stress and anxiety are taking over? Are you used to being productive and efficient, but lately you've been feeling sluggish and unable to stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time? Looking for an alternate choice to cut back on those energy drinks and giant cups of coffee? Then we've got the choice for you. Try Neuro. Neuro is a brand of gum and mints used to energize, calm, and focus whenever you need it. Neuro was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks when studying, training, or going out. Instead of something sugary and ineffective, they wanted to create clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. With thoughtfully curated ingredients and endless lab testing, means that you can reach the right state of mind safely and consistently. Get that clean burst of energy and focused without the effects of coffee or energy drinks. It's a smart way to fuel body and mind. Stay in the zone, avoid the jitters, and crashing. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of up to 20% off on any gum or mint products using our link, tryneurogum.com slash potential. That's try. N-E-U-R-O gum dot com slash potential. Once again, that's trynerogum.com slash potential. Order now. Get that clean burst of energy and focus. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow chairman of the board, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the satirical dark comedy drama television series, Succession, the final season. This airs on HBO. Uh, created by Jesse Armstrong, and this was the fourth and final season of this incredible show that uh, takes us a step into some really interesting material in a kind of grand Shakespearean way. We were excited to see this last season. This has been one of the best television shows on TV, and uh, to see how it all ends. I mean, of course, the title is Succession, so was there actually going to be someone claiming the throne so this is your spoiler warning. spoiler warning if you haven't watched the final season we will be talking about a couple major plot points and if you don't want it spoiled go watch the season first then come back but taylor what is a brief synopsis of succession and kind of where we left off going into this fourth and final season <laughs> So Succession, we follow the Roy family, your owners of this media conglomerate, Waystar Royco. Patriarch Logan Roy, played by the brilliant Brian Cox, um, has been experiencing declining health. And so throughout the series of his four children, uh, you're wondering who is going to take the supposed throne, where you got the older son, Connor, uh, who's a strange, power-hungry Kendall, uh, the Reverend Roman, and politically savvy Shiv Roy all with different uh, degrees of connection to the family. And they're all kind of preparing who's going to succeed in the role. 
Well, we left off on last season is there's this big deal with uh, Gojo uh, magnet Lucas Matson, played by Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, and he's this uh, tech-savvy uh, streaming media giant CEO, and he's looking to buy Waystar Royco. And Logan's kind of making this deal with him, but the main three, Shiv, Roman, and Kendall, don't want this deal to go through. They don't want to go. They was like, no. And so they plot to uh, take it from them. And what happens is Tom Wamsgams comes in and he betrays them. And they go ahead with the deal with their father. So that's kind of where I left off here. And then they're, the tr- ultimate trio is trying to uh, take back the reins of the family uh, business, so to speak. So it's really this, this really kind of great thing where we're seeing these power shifting dynamics and uh, it's coming down to the wire here. And this is before they announced this is going to be the fourth and final season. So when we knew this was going to final, we're like, okay, how are they going to wrap all this up? Yeah, because this uh, we got the tail end of season three at the end of 2021. And then we had to wait. Hold on a sec. Fucking hell. Stop. Jesus Christ. Always when I'm recording. I guarantee you by the time we end this recording... They'll be asleep. Always right now. She's like yeah. saw something on Megan's purse, and she's like, like fucking shut up. I gotta play with this. Yeah, we got the tail end of season three, uh, end of twenty twenty one, and then we had to wait, you know, a little over a year to get season four. So when it was announced, it was gonna be like, okay, this is the the final one. And again, we're on the same page with this in terms of shows don't need to overstay the welcome. We've seen how shows decline over time, and you know, there's that magic in the bottle, that lightning in the bottle that can only really last for so long and better to go out on your terms. And that's a fitting, you know, expression in this show in that what is so unique about this show is you're watching what I meant in that it is like a grand Shakespearean family drama set in this corporate world where realistically for most people, it's like you're listening to a foreign language. There is so much business talk in this show that it's most of the time you're kind of like trying to keep up with it and it's hard to understand everything. There's so much going on. There's so much language and it's kind of fun to watch. It's like jazz in a way to me of like listening to these these deal talks, these these characters all try to manipulate each other, trying to keep a connection, try to keep this business going all while dealing with their insecurities, their problems. I mean, that has been, I think, the beauty about these characters. And it's not just the main core family. A lot of these characters have been fleshed out with their flaws, with their relationships, with their connections. So it was quite a shock to have season four start fairly early with... Not only are we trying to get this Gojo deal going on, there's also a presidential election coming up in this season. Mm-hmm. And being that they are a media conglomerate, conglomerate, I can't even say it, because they are a media firm that is going to be posting a lot of stuff that is more right-winged, you know, with ATN, that's their news channel. There's a certain candidate they're going to back. And of course, the, the hilarious nature that Connor is going to run for president I mean, I will say Connor Roy has been one of, you know, Alan Ruck is so funny in this role. And 
it always does feel like he doesn't get enough to do. He has like a fair amount, but as the, you know, oldest child, that's kind of, he shows up for certain scenes and he's not there for a lot of the really meaty stuff. Sometimes I wish he got more to do, but he's so funny. Him running for president as kind of like an independent and clearly he's not going to win, but he's, he's this billiard mindset that he's going to, you know, do this thing. That's a big plot point for season four, but one of the biggest huge like moments that was one of the best episodes of the season and of the show period by episode three, Logan has passed. We have this brilliant episode where he is on a plane and this is Hall this dealing with Matson trying to deal with, you know, he's way out in like Norway. So it's like this long journey, you know, you think long flying back and forth and his health already been declining. He has some heart issues and there's this great episode where the main family, the kids are on this boat for Connor for his wedding. And uh, the whole time, the stress of not knowing that their father's dead or not, they're on phone calls. And I thought it was such a well shot, but like fast paced, kept you, you know, intensified that Logan is dying. It's left very ambiguous. It's it's, it's very similar to real life because when you're seeing it, you're thinking there's going to be this very uh, poignant death Mm -hmm. scene where we get a lot of media and a lot of shows, but that's not real life. You like at one minute, you know, this is your father this is this media tycoon who's like like a driving force of the show in this universe and then all of a sudden next thing you know he's gone it is a very powerful thing where literally the air is sucked out of the room and your lungs and you really feel as all the kids are trying to deal with what's going on and to confirm as he passed what's going on Mm -hmm. they've got the corporate side but they also have their family side they're trying to just it's it is a very very powerful episode and each one of those characters you just get to see the effect that his death has on them and then obviously that death trans uh transpires over the last back half of the episodes but it was a very shocking thing to happen so early in that final season i was very surprised also just brian cox he's so good in, in this role and the show has been so much about him and his leadership that uh but again, the show is called Succession. We knew that, you know, it has to kind of pass on to the next generation. So that's really the big kind of chunk of the remainder of the season is who is going to take over as CEO and who is, is this Gojo deal is going to go through? All this kind of stuff. So the first kind of big clue we get is they find this document, you know, obviously there would have been a will and stuff, but there's this document that shows that Logan wanted Kendall to take over, but it looks like it's been scratched out. It's kind of hard to tell if like, did he underline Kendall or did he scratch it out? So of course this already starts to make an even further divide between our three siblings, because at some point they've all been promised this title. I mean, at one point later in the season, Kendall even says like, he promised to me that when I was seven, when I was seven years old, he told me that I was going to be, the future, you know, owner of this company, but he's promised to Roman, you know, at one point, even when he was kind of not in the best fit of mind before his death, season three was so much about Shiv being kind of put into that position. So they're all kind of finding some desire that it's going to be one of the three of them. And we have to remember too, in this season, because of Tom's choices in the end of season three, 
Tom and Shiv are not together right now. They're separated. Um, and that's a, a strain as well, is even through the death of Logan and, and needing a bit of comfort, they do start to kind of sleep together again, but it's very not official, if you will. And I mean, some of the yeah. best scenes of the season, there's one particular that came to mind because Shiv does become pregnant in the season. That was a big plot point. And it is Tom's. And, you know, their love has always been something that, you know, was it actual love? Was it purely a power move? You know, was it all that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. There's that scene on the balcony when they're just fighting each other. And I don't mean physically. I mean, just verbally back and forth. It was one of the best acted scenes of the season. But the real kind of trying to cut to the core of like, you know, all all you were you were just marrying me to to get the power this baby you know it doesn't really matter like all you know i was thinking about aborting it all the, oh my god it was intense and you you got to feel bad for shiv because for all the stuff she's put up with she's still always going to be considered not the right choice because she is inexperienced which was a unique hook then yeah. that for this whole matson deal which is the core of this season the gojo deal her and Matson start to kind of have a little bit of a connection. We don't know if they ever actually have sex, but there is definitely uh, an attraction to each other that I think builds into yeah. why her favor goes to Matson over her own family sometimes. Well, the whole thing is, you know, the three come together and they end up deciding, okay, well, we can either have one CEO or co. So Kendall and Roman, like, well, it's obviously us two because we're experienced and but he's like, you're still part of, you know, they wanted to three, mm -hmm. but like, we can't do that. So they're saying to Shiv, well, you're, you're still part of us, but then she feels shut out. So she's like, I need to get in somehow. So then she's doing this backdoor deal with Maxon. And of course, yeah. And Tom's Tom's playing his game. And of course, good old Greg, cousin Greg is <laughs> still weaseling his way playing both sides. And he's still, he's still around. It's just one of those things. Like how, how does he manage? But he's like a, He's like a flea he just, or a cockroach. He, he just keeps coming back. Um, and that was really interesting too, because you see this final season, the main three, Shiv, Roman, and Kendall, really have this interesting dynamic between the three of them where there's really great moments when they go from really getting along and bonding, and then it's like backstab after backstab. It's like, it's it's constant. And um, you're wondering like, you know, what's what's coming ahead? Because meanwhile, you know, as Madison's doing this deal with her, she they don't realize that Gojo is actually they're they're doing some shady stuff. Their numbers are wrong. Uh, there's some, you know, so that it's like, well, maybe I'm in. She's like, I'm so to speak in bed with the wrong person, and then she tried to go back. And where Kendall Roman are still trying to, still trying to nix this deal, and of course it all hinges on the presidential election mm -hmm. as who is going to come in office because someone's going to support it or they're going to. Uh, acts to steal, depending on who is elected. And, you know, of course, Shiv has had her feelings since they even had the nominee picked of Mencken. She doesn't like him. She thinks that this is going to be a bad choice for America. And in a very interesting turn for Roman, who, you know, for a lot of the show has been also very weaselly. He's obviously been such a jokester that it he's, you can tell he's not someone that takes things serious. For him to step up more in this season because he does want the, the the throne, he wants to show that he can do this. 
him really pushing for Mankin and being like, we got to push this, you know, kind of agenda. We're calling it right. We're calling it. And even the kind of decision with Kendall that his family is suffering from this, his daughter is being pushed around by people that are supportive of Mankin. And it's like, if we do this, is this going to cause mayhem? Even if it's going to mean that it's the right choice for the business. And of course they do end up calling Mankin uh, to be the next president. And we do start to have kind of hysteria and chaos on the streets. And that led into, I mean, we had this kind of really beautiful funeral episode for Logan. Episode nine yeah. was the penultimate episode. And again, you, you remembering that these people are so go, go, go. They're so busy with this deals with, you know, trying to make these things happen. And when it comes to the emotional moments, I think it really hits them harder because they kind of forget that they're in this mindset. And a key moment of that was, you know, Roman was supposed to go up and do a speech before he does. His uncle steps up to do a speech. And it was a, <laughs> I thought a brilliant speech because this has been one of my favorite characters as well to show how really, what really Logan was like, you know, it was a, a touching speech, but it was a lot about how, you know, he was, you know, a bad person and he caused all this bad stuff. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. by, the, by the amazing James, he's Cromwell so plays great, oh, so which great. I also love. There was that scene with Greg where he's like, I'm going to give all my inheritance to Greenpeace. And he's like, can I, can I sue Greenpeace? Is that something I do? <laughs> like, which was so funny there yeah greg's relationship with his grandfather uh their uncle just that, that's hilarious but roman goes up to do his speech and within three words he starts breaking out crying he's like is he in there and he could tell he's right back to that traumatized kid from his father and that was some i thought i thought a really unique angle that he for someone that is so constantly verbally abusive to people I mean, you know, Jerry's been one of his best friends for this whole show, and he had to fire her uh, just because. And he just, you know, you could tell yeah. it hurts him to do it, but he's just trying to get the business continuing. That moment was just quite interesting. And then you see Kendall, I got this. And that was Kendall's moment to be like, this is me. I'm, I, you know, we've always watched Kendall and we've always thought, even with all of his flaws, this is the guy. This is the next Logan. He's he's got the the business savvy. He's very full of himself. But we had that line, that brilliant line, back. I think it was maybe first season where Logan's like, "You're not a killer. You're not a killer." You know, for all that e Kendall's good at, you're not a killer. But we've had that. Yeah. What's the key thing that happened in season one that has been a constant? is the death of that waiter that was caused by Kendall. And so for him to kind of seize this moment, and we do, like you said, we had this beautiful moment where they're the three of them, Roman goes out on the street and all this chaos is happening and he ends up kind of getting bashed around. So he's at his mom's to kind of heal a little bit. And the three of them have this beautiful sibling kind of connection again. And they even decide okay you know what if we're gonna do this if we're gonna try to take down gojo we gotta get the votes we gotta have one person we can't have two we gotta have one and they crown kendall in a fun way they do like a whole like you know ceremony with like making a really bad 
drink a smoothie to you know smoothie. and have oh, him eat God. it which he actually drank fun fact because <laughs> jeremy strong, strong must do it because it makes sense Drama- dramaturgically yeah <laughs> that was the best when he did that in an interview he's like <laughs> uh logan roy's death made sense dramaturgically um <laughs> but uh yeah. <laughs> but they're gonna go after this vote and i'll tell you when you know hour and a half season finale we're like, this is it. This is the final push because this vote, if this vote goes uh, positive, they will sell the company to Gojo. If it goes negative, they'll keep the company and they can F off Gojo. The drama and the tension of this last like 45 minutes of the show was like piece de resistance, I would say. It was like, it was gold. Chef's it was kiss, gold. absolutely. Uh we and it's what was great about this scene is because it harkens back to the first season where Kendall tries to take the reins from his father as being incompetent, can't lead, and he loses the vote. Here he's got it. It's like I got the votes, I got everything, and it all comes down to Shiv. And all of a sudden, they were all good, and Shiv leaves the room. And so we have this amazing scene from juxtaposition from laughing and having a good time in the kitchen to them screaming in this physical altercation between Shiv, Roman, and Kendall in, of course, an office that everyone can yeah. see. And so it's, which it, which cracks me up because it's like, you guys are supposed to be, you know, mature and mature you know, and like, It's all know, glass, so care. you can see everything. Yeah, you can see and pretty much hear everything. <laughs> so Shiv's like, oh, I, I can't, I can't support this. She's backing out. And again, this is because Shiv, you're like, what is she doing? What is she doing? And you're stressing out. She's like, Shiv's got to do Shiv. She's like, I've got to figure out what's best for me. And I don't think you're it. And then she then she starts bringing up, like, and Kendall's doing everything possible to keep this. He's screaming, like, I'm the eldest boy. He denies that he killed the kid. I, 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 I just said that. that. I, made I, it up. Like, I didn't actually do that. I just said yeah. that. That was family you bonding. Said that? I'm like, what? You sure? And then oh Roman, yeah. And of course, Roman's like, and then he literally squeak, almost like smothering his face. Well, he he, like, he attacks him back with, you know, your kids aren't really your kids. And I think one was, you know, the bus boy, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And he, of course, gets pissed. And I like the scene earlier where you could tell that Roman, you know, the whole like who would be CEO if we do win this vote. And he's got the scar on his face from the altercation in the previous episode. And he's like. You know, if I look clean enough, they might think I could be CEO. And you could tell that he doesn't, he wants the throne, but he's scared to take it. And this kind of, it made me think of um, the scene in Gladiator when uh, when Joaquin Phoenix hugs the emperor a little too tight and kills him. That scene where Kendall like hugged him too strong to make his scar bleed again so that he would not be considered serious. But yeah, Kendall kind of, take gets himself together and i love this this one moment where it, it another call back to season one where roman's like we're bullshit man we're bullshit our position is bullshit and he's like we're not bullshit he's like no yeah. we're bullshit goes back into the main yeah, room matters. and nothing it's matters. like it's over ken seven six we sell to gojo and in that moment he realizes he has lost his father's company everything he's tried to yeah. do is over it's now going to be sold and meanwhile, and meanwhile, this whole thing with Matson is he he has chosen his new to, CEO. He has chosen his new, and it what it's not Shiv. He chose none other than Tom. Tom, Tom and Tom. 
who has played the long game, the interloper who came in and this amazing walk when he walks so in. Good. He looks like, so strong, very, like leader, shaking hands and everyone's like, it's like, he's like it, like a full 180 Cause he always was kind of weaselly and everything, mm-hmm. but this one was like, wow, he's really come into his own. And of course, Greg was trying to play him the whole time. And uh, Greg uh, weasels his way back in. So the disgusting brothers make it out on top. And we leave this series with Roman in a bar. Drinking drink, Jerry's drink. Kind of scary. That I didn't realize that until yeah, after I saw choice. someone put about that. Really? Okay. He was drinking Jerry's drink of choice. So again, there's this kind of nice, you know, Roman has kind of always wanted to get out. You know, he's never really been one to, you know, even with the power hungry moments he's had, I think he's at ease knowing I'm out of this. I'm done. Shiv, for all that she's pushed to be this female forward, I can be CEO. She's now exactly cycling like her mother. She's now going to be the subservient mother with this child to her husband, who is now going to be CEO. Yeah. And we're left with Kendall distraught out at the, you know, the bay in New York City, just looking out the water and who knows what he's going to do with his life. And there was that scene even in that fight between the three of them before, you know, when the vote was finishing, he's like, this is all I know how to do. If I don't do this, I I will die. And of course, the show leaves it off. With, we don't know what the future is for Kendall Roy. I mean, of course, they're all going to be paid out and, you know, there's all that stuff. But again, the was it the idea that Logan always kind of knew that, I don't want this to kind of finish with my kids that if I do this deal, I know it's going to go to someone that is going to have the power to handle it. And if I can't be the owner of Waystar, then no one can kind of thing, you know? Yeah. This show, I mean, it's just one where the twists and turns, the language, like I said, the jazz, it's like music. And there is a lot of comedy too. I mean, you, you are laughing a lot of times in these episodes there's just funny things that are said. Obviously, a lot of insults. Roman is very funny. Tom and Greg are very funny. And Kendall, Kendall is just, he's a character that you, you, you hate to love, you love to hate. You know, he, he to me, he's not a villain by any means. He's just uh, someone that was raised in a way to expectations he'll never meet. And... And he's so yeah he was he was doomed he was to doomed fail. to fail he he's so he was, business sad like he was kind of, that he his own relationship yeah. with his mm-hmm. his family obviously his wife and him are no longer together his kids there's just so much going on that it's like it's just nuts and for also just it's a it's a well scripted show it's one of the best shot shows the music too I mean the music really makes the grand you know Nicholas Brittle who who makes the music for the show it the music sets this tone again of like this grand Shakespearean kind of opera where like it's the, it's, you know, kind of one or two of the same themes done in either really fast pace or small pace, but the don, 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 don. And a lot of it just push the drama where you're just, you feel the weight of these choices of these decisions. And even though for a lot of us, we're never going to have a real foot in this world, this 1% corporate world, it just shows you that when it's this high stake with money, we might be better off that we don't have all these emotional damaging problems that this family has all caused from Logan Roy. Again, the business side of yeah. he was such a business person and the way he, you know, as a shark, he didn't really give love and care to his family. 
and it shows. Even though they had love for him, they're all effed up people because of his decisions. And uh, it's a show that I'm going to miss for sure. It's one that I would, uh, you know, a couple years from now, I want to go back and rewatch it all. But I'm glad it, it ended when it did. I think it ended on a bittersweet note. But we, we weren't expecting a happy no. ending with this show. There's no way this show would have ended just like, and Kendall see you, and they all have happy days. It's that was never no, going to be not. the case. So, I um, I'm so glad I got it in the show. Um, reviewing, kind of hard to review just this season, but I'm going to review this season and the main season and rate it on a whole. I got to give this a solid nine out of ten. Um, just in a just an amazing series, like you said, the direction, the style, and the casting. What great choices and you know, when you really feel for the, and the great thing is you don't need to be a master of the business world or to understand the corporate language and lingo, but you take that, you take these characters in these situations and you take it out of this situ, um, out of this backdrop of corporate New York and the business world, you still have a great show. Mm. It just adds to the realism. Like this is a scary thing that could happen there. So solid nine out of 10 for me. Yeah. For me, it's a nine out of 10. This show is so enjoyable. I love the writing. I love the acting. I love the directing. And it's just a masterpiece of television. And I will miss it. But you can go back now and watch all four seasons of Succession on Max. Because it's not HBO Max anymore. It's now Max. No. <laughs> We're going to now call ourselves the, the, the podcast instead of the potential podcast. Um, but you can go back and watch yeah, all yeah. four seasons on Max. And this was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum. And remember, know your potential. potential.